Okay, welcome to release. This is a mini-sode all about... <laughs> a mini-sode. A mini-sode uh-huh. all about Hungarian animation. Cartoons. Yeah, cartoons. That's what That's what these made me think of. I know they're different yeah. than cartoons. I feel like cartoons are a different thing. But well, because of the short what form... What is a cartoon? I mean... Like, what is the definition? I don't know. But when I think of a cartoon, I don't... Officially, I do not know the definition of cartoon. But when I think of a cartoon, I think of, like, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Or Looney Tunes. I think of children. Let's not give him all the credit. Yeah. Well, this... So we're focusing on this animation studio pan oh god panone panonia yeah what is the o so the o has a tilt um an accent mark over it panonia hungarian uh and they are compared to walt disney though they seem much more psychedelic and interesting than walt disney though i mean walt disney had his moments yeah I don't know how purposeful Disney psychedelia is. Oh, sure. And also maybe is like before, maybe sort of informed psychedelia, psychedelics. Yeah. Because this stuff is all. Fantasia, 1940. Yeah, but also Pinocchio. Oh yeah, you know it's. I mean, Disney all that feels shit. much more wholesome than this. This seems to be like pushing boundaries and questioning like cultural mores and capitalism and ecology. Yeah, and then also like for uh, so we did. I watched Son of of the White Mare, as did you. I did not. That's a feature length. You did not. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited to talk to, about it to you. Which ones did you watch? I watched um, three of the shorts, and then one of them reminded me of something else, so I watched that also, which was American. Um, watched what? What was the I, last one? You okay? So I watched Panic, mm-hmm. and I watched Horse in the House, which is my favorite. Oh, I didn't watch that one. But it's so good. We can tell each other about these. Yeah, and then um, I watched Gobble Gobble. Okay. And Gobble Gobble reminds me, reminded me of um, the the pinball thing from Sesame Street. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. That one, uh, which yeah. I just I just watched and did a little research on. It's the Pointer Sisters singing that song oh um but gobble gobble and pinball countdown uh which are actually both from 1977 um have that same like really high key highlights aesthetic Mm. where everything is like hyper shiny and hyper highlighted yeah which is what 
why Gobble Gobble reminded me of the pinball thing. Okay. Yeah. I didn't watch Gobble Gobble. So these are all... um, The first that I heard about this Hungarian animation studio was... There's a theater here, Metrograph in New York, on the Lower East Side, that was showing Son of a White Mare. And then the pandemic shut the theater down, so then it just, like, that movie went away. But it was like, oh, like, the first time we're going to see it in the U.S. And also the director of uh, Son of a White Mare, um, what's his name? Marcel Jankovics, he died in 2021. So I think that there was some spotlight on him. Maybe that's when Criterion picked up Son of a White Mare, but he also did this film called Sisyphus, which is just like a the dude rolling the oh, yeah. boulder up the hill. Uh-huh. It's like two minutes long. It won an Academy Award. Uh, he's just a cool dude, and he died this year. So now it's movie had, I saw that they popped up, a series or a collection of short films called fables folklore and futurism yeah um visionary hungarian animations and so all the movies that you watched are from there i also watched panic and i watched i like life a lot which is did you watch that one no it's like very childlike and it's like children's drawings uh-huh. And it's very dark, like, Hungarian countryside living in 1977, like, uh-huh. kids being sad that everyone's, like, all drunk and violent and stuff. <laughs> it was very cool. <laughs> but I didn't watch Gobble Gobble. So Gobble Gobble is crazy. One. Gobble Gobble also um, made me think of Monty Python, um, The Meaning of Life. Um, there's a okay. scene with John Cleese where he basically eats until he explodes and okay. it's sort of the same situation except for it's in that psychedelic um it almost looks like this well it's that psychedelic what's that guy's name peter max kind of like victorian everything looks a little victorian embellished mm. um super shiny and <clears throat> this guy is just Basically eating and eating and eating. And it turns into a Godzilla type of thing. Like Panic. Panic mm. is also very Godzilla. Um, yeah. With giant creatures destroying a city. Um, and then he finally eats the sun, which zaps him into oblivion, which then in turn he becomes the yolk of an egg that is then like put on a plate and served to him in the restaurant again. So it's sort of this like cyclical thing, which was really cool. Damn. Yeah. That sounds like it's taking shots at like capitalism and. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. What was, I don't know enough about what was happening in Hungary at the time, but I know like, they had this big uh, post-war boom because before that they were known for animation, but uh-huh. everyone left. All the creators left Hungary for the most part, and then like during like from the fifties on, they're all back, and there's this huge studio that's getting uh-huh. acclaim and is making these like what I would think of as like outsider movies. Um, 
doesn't seem mainstream, but it doesn't seem for children. No. Even the one I watched that like includes children. children's voices, I was like, this is dark. Yeah. Um <clears throat> And then Panic. Which, like, they all have a different... All The three that I watched have all have very different animation styles. Panic is... I I mean, I already described Gobble Gobble. And Mm -hmm. Panic has a collage thing going on with torn paper. Yeah. As one element, which I really loved. Aliens. Yeah. Um, Torn paper aliens. Which... Yeah. Is like original South Park where they actually used construction paper, like animated construction paper. Oh, wild. Yeah. And, you know, before they were, you know, a long running series, like the very first shorts were like made with construction paper. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I love that you can see all of that. You can see like, somebody's hands on it you know it's like these physical yeah. things rather than like this these drawings it's like these physical things it's like stop motion but with two dimen- two dimensional um things yeah and it also definitely has like a cool textured feel but it feels very yeah. modern in its aesthetic i don't know if like this is just come back around but like the color palette of like these like hot pinks and then like blues it's like it's 80s but it's it feels like cooler than the 80s was well then also Um, all of the cityscape with all of the text yeah that that all is very barbara kruger who is an artist that used uses a lot of text yeah and very blocky fonts and stuff like that like supreme ripped her off like the Supreme logo oh. logo is like ripped off from Barbara Kruger. Oh shit. So everybody should go look. Anybody that wears Supreme clothing needs to go look at Barbara Kruger right now and, you know, give credit. Yeah. yeah so this movie is, it's sand, uh, created by Sandor Reisenbuschle. Oh God. Yeah. That was, I'm that not was correct. I'm names. that's exactly how you say it Uh um and he of course is at this same um studio and like around the same time as the dude that directed son of a uh white bear okay like influence and they look very similar to me in the way that they're sort of melding folky hungarian shit with like modern and like futuristic which is mostly done like through like color palette and texture and like things melding which you'll Uh see like a lot more of in son of the white mare but here you do see like when the aliens are getting like shot that Uh like the way that's all set up and like these different modules and this like sort of melting effect it's like you're not seeing all of the action you're seeing like this cool sort of like sparse bold um it's like a lot. It's not just literal action. It's, you know, artistic. I don't artistic know. interpretations. What do you mean? I'm sorry. I'm not picking up what you're putting down. I mean, down. like, um, so like the action isn't 
I think of cartoons as being like very just like literal. Uh huh. Okay, the the cartoon character falls off a hill and you see like that whole movement. I in right. Hungarian animation, what I'm sort of seeing is like this psychedelic gaze over that where it's like abstract. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's not like just in, like in, the action. In, right. Like interpretive. Like instead of like see, seeing the wily e. coyote like fall from a cliff and watching him fall all the way down until you see that little puff of yeah. dust, which I love. Um, it's yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. It's not as literal. Yeah. You, which you said. Already. No, it feels like art. And I saw like some comment on movie where someone said every frame uh-huh. Is an I is an Instagram post though uh-huh. the filmmakers would retch at the idea and I'm like yeah I was like screenshotting the shit out of this because everything is like so hypersaturated and like super cool ideas and the idea that a lot of these watching these films made me think it's like damn I'm never gonna be that good because it's like for a single moment the way animators that are making cool animated films like this. Like they have to have ideas. Like what's the pay, like the payoff is so minute cuz it's just like a second, but it's like you're creating all this action, this cool artistic action that is like right. an Instagram post every fucking second. And yeah, like the amount of ideas that are packed into a single short film and especially like for Son of a White Mare, which is a feature length like an hour and 25 minutes it's like the amount of like ideas and drawing what is the animation style like for that so it's like pretty folky but it has kind of a similar color palette to panic which is like but panic is like on the cooler side of things you know it's like Uh blues but then it has pink and like purple this is like a, a like a golden film but it is like tone is kind of set through like things will get very blue yeah but there's like kaleidoscopic movements happening with like all of the characters where they're like melding and then there's like folky patterns sort of like overlaid it's like jam-packed with like visual you is know it hand-drawn delicacy. or is it collage uh i think it must be hand-drawn okay Like, it looks different than Panic. A bit. As... Though you can feel the influence. Okay. Um, For sure. Okay. Yeah. Old school hand-drawn animation techniques. Great. Um, It is a, like a folk story, I believe. If not, it's like in the style of. And it's dedicated in the memory of the nomadic peoples. So it's definitely... Um, what's his name again? Marcel Jankovic's like, he's paying homage to folklore. Yeah. Like throughout the whole thing. But it's very psychedelic. But it's this like folk tale of this dude, um, Tree Shaker, who's born to the, to a white mare, as you might expect. Uh-huh. And she has to like suckle him for years and years and years so he can get strong enough so that he can like, um go and search and destroy these dragons who seized power over the world. And along the way, he meets, like, his two other brothers 
stone crumbler and iron temperer oh yeah we're kind of dummies but that, yeah. they're like have abilities and so like these three princesses have been stolen by these three evil humanoid dragons oh god stolen princesses here we go stolen princesses um and like the film i wrote down the whole film is like very vaginal it's like there's lots of butts for some reason like every time the one brother gets into trouble he gets spanked by his other brothers and it's like uh-huh. hand marks on like butt cheeks uh-huh. so weird their butts are all out when we meet one of the princesses when he goes to fight the three-headed dragon that is her husband um it's she's nude like tits out uh-huh. and then later on like <clears throat> fully nude um but that's like they go so they go to the underworld they like have this little gnome dude that's like yeah all his power is in his beard so like he's like fucking with them so at one point they like shave his beard off and then he's just like this little like ball of bullshit He's super weird. You gotta, like, I'll, I'm gonna post, obviously, like, screenshots, but you gotta watch this movie. It, like, tripped me out. Like, every frame is, like, inspiration for, like, color palettes for graphic design for me. I was just like, this is, like, kind of similar to, like, shit I already like. And then now it's, like, kind of, this is 10 times better Mm. than anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Gobble Gobble was the one that, that, and like inspired me it's so it's like every 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 frame is so loaded with detail um what the fuck how do they come up with this stuff like it's just like i don't packed. it's like you know it's like what i said about like victorian it's like so ornate you know yeah um but horse in the house had a very blocky feel the very like uh dense color mm. palette where everything was like blue or red you know there was not really any in between sort of like shade moments but it's also very yeah. funny it's very short and it's it's almost like a dream that this guy is having where this Horse on roller skates is like following him around. Yeah, but he's on but he's skates? but he, yeah, but he's a bipedal horse. He's not walking on all fours. And huh. when it like when the horse sort of like looks over its shoulder, it's I don't know. It's very funny. It's oh, kind of like some BoJack hey. horsemanship. It is kind of like that, but um, less drunk. <laughs> damn okay i gotta see those ones because like i think i've yeah, been misled good. to think that hungarian animation is this like folky plus poppy plus yeah. like psychedelic aesthetic and yeah it and, seems and, like there you know, was a commentary. lot of variation yeah totally I, I i feel like i picked three that were very distinctly different cool yeah yeah, I would like to know exactly like like a list of influences from both um Jankovics and yeah. Bruce and Belcher Bulcher. I know like Jankovics was into it's like his films were inspired by Yellow Submarine. So Oh yeah. 
there's yeah. that look yeah. especially I, and i, I watched part too. of this uh johnny corncob movie of his i didn't finish it but i watched part of it and it was less visually engaging i like the folky shit i like yeah. that in general so there was a little mickey mouse homage in horse in the house so oh. it you know just speaking of influences it's like i don't think that anybody could ever escape the influence of disney because it was so huge and you know it's just like when everything was being hand drawn as well well not in the 70s 70s the the animation style at disney changed but obviously before all of that you know you have everything else which it I mean, just going back to the idea of like Disney being psychedelic, it's like Cinderella, you know, mice making a dress, some Mm -hmm. magic bitch making you a nicer dress. That shit's psychedelic. Yeah. I mean, the psychedelic, there definitely are like dashes of it in American animation yeah well there's like you know fritz the cat which mm-hmm. is also from the 70s i believe yeah definitely has yeah the to be. 70s were cool yeah the 70s were For, like, weird 70s so weird were, the 70s were reflecting on really violent times yeah yeah yeah, really questioning shit, but like in this these hyper color uh, way, you know. Yeah, yeah, escapist, but with still with a voice, not complete yeah. escapism, but sort of like setting the reality in a strange world. Yeah, yeah, a spoonful uh, of sugar with your medicine. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Did you did you watch cartoons when you were a kid? When I was a kid, yeah. I'm trying to think of what we watched. I, I watched mean, a like lot of Looney Tunes. Ninja I Turtles. Felt, oh, yeah. shit tons of Looney Tunes. I felt like that was really the kind of stuff that I was more drawn to. Because it was so sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I feel like it definitely informed... The way I act now. Oh, yeah. Not fully, obviously, but I wasn't really huge on cartoons when I was a kid. Schoolhouse Rock? I mean, whatever. Yeah. I am not into the... Like, I haven't been that into animation since I was a kid. Yeah, I'm not. But I, I knew I, when I saw a preview for this, I was like, uh, I want to see that. Like, the visuals yeah, well, this are is so all, epic. Yeah, totally. This is like a different ball of wax. This is like what we're saying. You know, it's like it's more relatable content. But like, I'm not down to watch any any new Disney movie. You know, I'm oh, I just yeah. don't go there, you know. And also, like speaking of like, uh, you know, the white mare and Felix the cat, like feature length animated films for adults don't really happen anymore oh yeah i mean i can't think of anything that's come out in the last 10 years that was an animated feature for adults you know there was like heavy metal in the 80s oh yeah 
There were all of these that. weird. Well, now we have Rick and Morty. We have like all the you know series. Yeah, for... but they're they're all a half hour long or less. Yeah. You know, so it's like, um, one feature length, all encompassing, you know, sort of concept has not happened. And it's more about a uh, story than it is about uh, like art, you know. Right, and like Rick they're and... just like trying to tell a story with animation. Right, because and they Rick can and do Morty... things that you can't do live action. Like Rick and Morty style stuff, it's all about one liners. Right. You know. Well, it's not like these are like visual masterpieces in a way that like I think comparing them to Disney is odd because. I mean, I guess, like, well, some not... would consider... But I don't think of them as, like, visual um, pioneers. No. Wait, Disney? Yeah. Like, well, they were, like, telling a story. They were more story than art, it felt like, also. Well, the the fluidity of the animation is what really... Is what really astounded people. Like, if you watch Snow White dancing... Mm-hmm. It's kind of insane how fluid her oh, yeah. movements are, you know. So, they were trying to make it like real life, where right. I feel like the Hungarian animation—they're not trying to make it like real life. No, there's no flu in the movies that I watch. There's very minimal fluidity. Oh it's yeah, like you're right. seeing things jump around and like yeah. whoosh in unnatural ways. But it's like you're following it, and again, like every fucking frame you see is. A yeah. Work of art. yeah and i mean gobble gobble has a level of fluidity because things transform into other mm-hmm. things um in a kind of organic way but it still doesn't yeah. look like snow white dancing yeah and i think that's a, a funny i get it like when you get new technology or whatever when you're using technology Right. And trying to make something like mimicking real life can be a goal. But to me, it's a very uninteresting goal. Mm-hmm. Like mimicking the look of real life. It's like, yeah, we already know what it looks like for a woman yeah. to dance. I want like something that mimics a feeling that I've had that I'm like, holy shit. How is someone like, representing think... that feeling so well? I think that I'm more impressed with what someone had to do in order to make that happen oh because yeah we talked about this like we want pas to get crushed with equipment and we want <laughs> to see like hours and hours of labor i think like i don't think it was a son of a white of the white mare but um his other that johnny corncob movie took like 22 months or something yeah i mean i'm just saying that somebody had to draw her dancing into existence Okay, so that impresses you. Yes. Yeah. I get it. Like, I I get that that's impressive. I guess it's like, I don't know if it's worth doing if it's like, it doesn't, like, that doesn't inspire me to go, like, make shit. But no. when I saw Son of the White Mare, I kept, like, pausing to be like, oh, shit, like, right. I love this color or, like, this, like, motif over here or, like, how these two things, like, I've never thought about how this looks laid on top of this or, like, there's moments where you're looking, like, at someone's reflection in someone else's eye and then, like, you're zooming in on that 
And it's like, I'm like, holy shit, like my brain is like bursting right. from just seeing how many ideas are coming where it's like from Snow White dancing, that's one idea. Well, yes, but also like I think what I'm talking about really is sort of the progression of animation because, you know, we've, we've talked about stop motion a lot, um, mm-hmm. but then hand-drawn animation, we haven't really touched on a ton, but like... I think that I I think what I'm saying is that Disney sort of like set the bar for what is possible and then mm-hmm. everybody either tried to follow suit or especially in the 70s I'm sure people were sort of rejecting the idea and saying but you could use these things instead you don't yeah. have, you know. And I think it's like you can, Disney you, had this you can path experiment, laid you know. Yeah. Go more experimental. And the fact that Disney was doing it made it so that other people could respond to it. Like you have to have yes. like the mainstay. Yeah, the, that's that's sort of what. Whatever. That's like like Disney is Disney is the groundwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because so it was so impressive necessary. to people. It was very magical, you know? Yeah. Well, Son of the White Mare is uh, very magical, but also, like, totally weirdo. And it's pretty great. Yeah. That's what I'm and, here like, for. The... Magical weirdoism. Yeah. That's that's what I'm into. Not magical <laughs> realism. Magical weirdoism. That too. That too. Yeah. Disney would be the magical realism because they're trying to go for realistic motion, which is really just a technical feat. Might as well just film it then, guys. Like, I don't know. No. (laughs) Go get a pretty girl and film her spinning around. It will take you a, you know, part of the day as opposed to months of your life. (laughs) Imagine, imagine trying to, Imagine all of the elements of Snow White in 1928, I think. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, God, it was early. I, I feel like it was pretty early. Uh, like, you wouldn't be able to make that witch. You know what I mean? She well, had no, to. I have... would not. No, but I mean, but like, oh, 1937. Okay. So 1937, like, nobody was doing makeup like that to be able to create that oh, witch. Right. You know what I mean? And also, like, yeah. like nobody was going to be able to create the special effect of her dipping that apple into the poison with, with oh, right. when, it, when it's, like, melting off and it has, like, a skull face. Yeah, okay. You know, and like, it probably would have looked you cheesy do... as fuck, and I'd be dissing that, too, so... Who am Wait, I? what? Just a hypocrite. I said that I'd probably be like, I would think that was cheesy. I'd be like, oh, God. So I'm a hypocrite. Because yeah. it is, that's the thing. There's like a freedom of animation that like if you can draw it, you can show it. Right. Um, and also with, like, how, go- how goofy. And some good ideas. How goofy would those seven dwarves look? Oh, if, God. If yeah, they no, were it like been played really by bad. real people. Oh, God. It'd be so offensive. Yeah. So there okay put, i stand put, corrected put that in your f- just film a real girl <laughs> dancing and smoke it 
animate everything. Uh, yeah. Especially. Yeah. All of those 30s movies would have. Yeah. All of those movies would have sucked if they were made in real life, which is what they're doing now. And I bet you all I of know, those movies I know. And I would not watch any life. of those. I don't want to watch that okay. shit. No. Uh-uh. No, thank you. It's all digital effects anyway. Yeah, which to me look very odd and cheesy. Right. And I mean, why do I want to watch? I feel like I started watching that live action Beauty and the Beast. And it was like, well, this why? is exactly the same thing. Yeah. Like exactly the same movie. I don't need to watch this. I don't even want to watch the animated version again. Yeah. Man, why are people so lame? People are lame, but... I mean, you know... Panonia is not lame, or was not lame. That's right. That's for sure. It is not lame. No. I got assaulted by, like, creative ideas um, just ingesting all of this. Yeah. And I'm bummed that I didn't get to see it like in a theater. I wrote Metrograph and I, like after my tickets were canceled and I was like, but is it ever going to happen? And they just opened and it's not yeah. been on the roster. <sighs> Maybe they'll reschedule it. That would be cool because it yeah. would be really epic to see Maybe it. Maybe I'll be in town if it's. Yeah. I, that would be. Well, Panic cool. they showed before Star Wars. That's how they showed it in Hungary. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars is about. Star Wars is political. Oh, yeah. It's generic. Politics. I just, I rewatched Star Wars like, I don't know, a couple months ago now. And my first observations were ooh, this is like some overhead fluorescent grocery store lighting on this spaceship right here. and then my second observation was that like for the first like 15 minutes there are like i feel like they show maybe two a handful of human faces for like Mm -hmm. barely even 10 seconds and everything else is a robot or someone in like a stormtrooper or darth vader there are like no there are like no present human features in the first like 15 minutes of star wars maybe 10 minutes which Mm -hmm. i thought was interesting i need to i can't remember the last time i rewatched it but i feel like it was at christmas sometime when i was like home for christmas yeah it's a bad it's a bad movie the dialogue is terrible right it's more an ideas movie than like an actual execution movie right it's like immediately like Princess Leia and Han Solo are like like uh taking shots at each other. You know, it's yeah. like you don't even know each other that well to be able to like take a shot like that. Right. Idiots. Sucks. No. I'll have to check it out. Which goes it back like- to my statement, people are so generic. Well, I know like people saw that movie in theaters lame? and like minds were blown. It's it's so Well, of course. I mean, it was a special effects thing, you know. It was the same thing with like mm. Snow White. It's like nobody had ever seen anything like that before. 
I mean, it's also like yeah. film in general, like a train coming at you and you think it's going to hop out of the screen, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I saw Star Wars when it came out. I don't remember because I was like one. Yeah. But like, apparently I stood on the seat the whole time and was mesmerized. Oh, but I couldn't cool. sit on the seat because it would fold up on me. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. That's my Star Wars story. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. That might be the best Star Wars story I've heard. Yeah, I was going to rewatch the, watch the original the original trilogy and I watched the first one and then I thought, well, I don't know, do I need to watch these other two? I'm down for some job of the hut. I've seen all the new ones in theater uh, uh with my ex and his kids, like opening day style, which always stresses oh. me out. And like I couldn't if I had to take a quiz on any of them right now, I would like fail it. Like I don't yeah. remember anything, but like I know I enjoyed it. I have a coworker who is like hardcore Star Wars everything. Like, I'm not into Star Wars. I wish Star Wars would sort of like go away and I wish people would just come up with a new thing to love. I wish yeah. that people would come up with a new thing to love like every month instead of obsessing over one sure. thing forever and ever and for years and years and years. But whatever, that's just how life is. Uh, people will eat yeah. whatever they're fed. Um, but I do always have an appreciation for an obsession. And her obsession is pretty fucking magnificent. Like just like mm -hmm. the level of knowledge that she has about it. And like she can name like the gun that somebody would carry. Um, oh my God. But um, she also did show me a behind the scenes photograph or series of photographs of um, the character Greedo, who is in the cantina in the first Star Wars, who is like speaking some other weird language to Han Solo. Basically, there's the altercation and Han Solo ends up shooting him. He's like this green guy with bug eyes. Probably describes a lot of people mm. in Star Wars, um, including <laughs> Mark Hamill. But uh, his name is Greedo. And I guess one day they, the stand-in for Greedo, or I'm not sure about the whole thing, but like it was a woman and... Uh, the only shoes that she had were like these white heels that were like a very low heel. So it's like Greedo, but with like white heels on. Aww. And yeah. they weren't going to show Greedo's feet ever. So it didn't matter what shoes she had on. So Lady Greedo is one of my new favorite Star Wars images. Yeah, that's cool. And also, I would totally go to Jabba the Hutt's hangout. It oh, seemed yeah. like a good time. Yeah, no. There was live I, music. I there was dancing. Exciting. It's a party. Totally. It's just like a seedy dive bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. What else have you been watching? Because we haven't, so we're off, not off, but we're banking 1930s episodes for season two in the new year. So we uh-huh. haven't talked on a main episode that's releasing. Um, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Jesus. Project Runway season four, oh, which right. is really yeah. great. Love all those people. Um, oh, man. I always forget what I watch. I should have warned you I'd be asking you that. No, I I, of course I knew you would ask or that we would talk about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, have I written anything down? I've tried to make it a habit of like writing down. Oh, yeah. I kept a I've media journal one year, but I yeah. was really bad at it. Yeah, I'm terrible at it. I did rewatch Slumber Party Massacre recently. Oh, right. Your fave. Your Scary. fave terror, terror fest. <laughs> oh, here's another journal. Four journals on this table. All varying <laughs> last dates. Okay, <clears throat> so Project Runway. Uh, I picked back up on The Walking Dead. Been watching some television, basically. Huh. Yeah. I know I've watched movies in there. My brain just is not banking them. Yeah. Yeah. I went and saw House of Gucci. Oh, yeah. And it's Got bored. not good. <laughs> yeah. I felt like Gaga was really mesmerizing. Uh-huh. And I like some of the detail in the beginning with Adam Driver's character. Uh-huh. But it is so long, and I was working like crazy the last uh-huh. like two weeks, so I was pretty tired. But I fell asleep twice. Yeah, for a That's short period good. of time. But yeah. like, it's not a good sign. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's possible that uh, Gaga is on that sort of path, or sort of on that like. Uh, she is she's definitely on the level as far as like she's also not an actress like Madonna's not an actress. But she commits in a way that I did forget it was Gaga sometimes. Okay. Like she's doing the thing. She's not the problem. Okay. The filmmaking is the problem. Ridley Scott is the problem. That's also what they said about that Aretha film. Oh, I haven't seen that. That Jennifer Hudson is amazing, but that she's the most she's a, she's the most amazing thing in a big giant mess. Yeah. That I they mean, really it's... fucked over the story of Aretha Franklin. Which is crazy. I'm maybe it's hard when it's like real stories no, to like I think cut it's... the shit. Like cut the shit. There was too no. much they're they just, were expecting too, too much. I think that they were trying. I think that they were making it palatable. Nobody wants to be honest. No, and so they cut it, out a bunch of stuff. It should have been a miniseries. That, yeah. The way he was trying to tell the story, it's like literally like we followed their love story for like a uh-huh. half an hour. Uh-huh. Like that's too long. 
Like, you need to have one good scene that shows how they met. Right. And then you need to be going forward in time. If you're trying to show, like... Like, deceived. 30 years? Right. 20 years. Like, deceived, the Goldie Hawn movie that I watched, where, like, within 10 minutes, she had fallen in love with John Hurt, and cut to five years later yeah it's a delicate balance of like within like 10 to 15 minutes it's like it was you know like very efficient Mm -hmm. you have to be efficient when when you're telling a story you can't just commit to like making a three-hour movie how boring it i think it's two hours and 37 minutes or something like that it way too long it's like and you weren't on the ride it's like why are you showing me this like i don't need this but i get that like when you're going from like real life material pulling from like people's lives you're like you're so enmeshed in their shit that like everything does seem interesting but you need to learn how to edit it's a beautiful movie like a lot of the like the house of Gucci, like the actual house, it's like, whoa, like I love seeing that shit, like old cars and right. cool property and clothing and one of it's the great in all those ways. Reviews that I read in brief was that they don't age. They don't what? They don't age. That they look exactly they don't the age. same, like thirty years later. It was so hard to track time. Years later, like whatever. clothing was the only identifier. I was like, "Oh, is it right. the '80s?" I mean, like it was then, really hard to track. So, the and I know that, the story well. Thing, yeah, her eyeshadow—that's just that's. I feel like that is a movie that is about eyeshadow. I wonder if big, heavy, crazy ass eyeshadow is gonna come back in style. Ooh, I like, like eyeshadow. Like, uh, like. Uh, garage doors. That's what that's what drag queens call that when it's just oh. like one color of eyeshadow on your eyelid. Garage doors. Huh. I learned that from RuPaul's Drag Race. Important. Important. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wear colored eyeshadow. I found during the pandemic that is something that I would buy and wear because it's like the only thing you see. With the mask yeah. on. Yeah. Well, you know, eyes are the window to the soul. Hell yeah. Eyes are so the yeah, garage I watched doors House of to Gucci the soul. And Succession. And yeah. then like uh, Tampa Bay's a really ridiculous reality show about lesbians in Tampa. Oh God, I saw the I saw an ad for that, and I was just like, again, it's like you're just making it palatable you know it just it looks it looks insane it looks stupid it's like aren't we done with that shit aren't we done with that kind of reality show you know yeah like, but why are we it's still the doing perfect that? thing to put on in the background when you're making a logo okay so thank you tampa bays i hope you get a season two i recommend uh the walking dead season nine episodes six through 16 Okay. If any, if 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 anybody hasn't seen The Walking Dead, 
and doesn't give a shit about The Walking Dead, but really loves like a solid story with a fucking fantastic villain and really kind of off the wall sort of like concepts like that that 10 um, episode arc is really amazing with really amazing acting too oh i fell off but i did watch at least the first like three or four seasons yeah so it's like you there were like characters in there that you would be familiar with that you probably wouldn't it, it i you could watch it as a mini series in okay. my opinion it's like the coolest um that walking dead ever has been okay i'll check it out i can put that on the background because i'm done yeah, with Tampa totally. Bay's. there's no more episodes yeah in the background when you just want to hear like i know that's a thing that i need like total <laughs> bullshit in the background totally real housewives uh-huh. tampa bay's I suppose, like, the sound of zombies and the sounds of Real Housewives could be oh. maybe maybe the same thing. <laughs> yeah, at least when they're fighting. Yeah. Well, shit. You're Paul. And you can be found at... You don't, you don't want to go in there on Instagram? Yeah. It sounded like a question. Yeah. But it's true. Caroline <laughs> at Womanhood. <laughs> yeah, Caroline uh, at Womanhood. Are... Sorry, I keep stepping on you. Whatever. I'm used to it. <laughs> That's life. Stepped all over. Aww. Just I don't want to do that. Nah. Um, and we're release underscore pod and www.release.pictures. Yeah. You can tell us what you watch or if yeah, you've watched anything that know. we've watched. And if you have any opinions about anything that we've watched, that would be cool. Yeah. Or like, yeah. so Join we're in the, the 30s now, but recommendations are welcome always. Yeah, for sure. Hard criticisms too. Oh God, I can't <laughs> take it. No, don't do it. Not this holiday season. <laughs> no. Wait until 2022. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. See Bye, you later. Guys. Bye.